We are live from San Francisco, ladies and gentlemen. This is After the Week with Denise Salcedo and Will Washington. Will, what up? We're live in person. I know, right? We're right here in... <laughs> Hold on. First off, I'm going to call you out for this. What? Absolutely. And I'm going to call you out for this in the first couple of seconds of this show. Denise Salcedo called this the casting couch. <laughs> it looks like we're about to be all sketchy. Like, yes, this is why you should. This is why you should cast me on your you know what? Yeah, Denise Salcedo called this the casting couch. But no, we're live here in San Francisco. It's beautiful outside. I mean, I guess the San Franciscans There's are calling it There's a beach across the street from us. Literally a beach across the street. I walked outside this morning, got a bagel, and I could just smell the ocean. It's great. We got to uh, turn out the sound. The, yep, they're telling you us You control that. I'll be back. Yes. Okay. Well, folks, either way, look, we're, we're broke setting this one up. Yeah, so it, it's been great so far. We went to the AEW, uh, what was it, the bowling event yesterday, and uh, we had ourselves a fightful lane, lane 53. I was there. Phil Lindsay was there. Um, and Reg was there. We all played some, some bowling. Uh, I was not very good. Can you ask him if this is working? Uh, hey folks, is it, uh, is it getting any louder? Now I'm hearing the audio is okay. Some are saying, uh, it's fine. Others are saying, turn it up. Uh, just up to 20. That's super loud. Okay. Well, either way, let's, they, like they're saying, peaking. they're saying much better. Okay, so, but it's not peaking? I don't know. Is it peaking, folks? Yeah. They're saying, okay, now, better now. Okay, I'm going to leave it at leave, leave it there. Okay. Come back to the shot. Open the thing back up so we can see. But otherwise, okay. come on back, Denise. Come, wait, bring it. Come on down. Our contestant <laughs> is next. Yes, come on back to the casting couch, Denise. <laughs> All right, so I think we're good now. Sorry, guys. This is our first time doing it like this, so, you know. Yes. Either way, we had a good time. Um, lots of AEW talent there uh, raising. Um, it was a fundraiser for Culture City. It was a good time. Uh, there was lots of good opportunities to make some good FaceTime. Yeah. It was a good time. No, I had a great time at the AEW bowling event because it was so much fun. And I got to tell my powerhouse Hobbs story. Oh, yes. I think I got to tell this story. So let me tell you. We showed up, right? And everybody's like saying hi to each other. And everybody's like, hey, what's it, how's it going? What's up, right? This and that. And so Hobbs is there and you say hi to Hobbs. And then finally I'm like, oh, hi, you know, nice to meet you or whatever. And he looks at me and he goes, you and I, we got beef. And I'm like, oh, fuck, I got beef and with you, Powerhouse you Hobbs. You beef with the face of the revolution. <laughs> yeah, and I was thinking, did I say anything about Hobbs? Like, what did I say? And I'm like, I haven't said anything bad about Hobbs. And I was thinking, man, is it maybe that one time, because I tweeted that um, something about the book of Hobbs, and I put like, oh, so he has a diary. And I was like, oh, but that was funny, right? Mm -hmm. So I didn't know. I legitimately thought that Powerhouse Hobbs was like legitimately upset at me. And you so, know what? The, the thing is, like, you, you've little, oh, open it, no, I was going to say yeah. opening up uh, kayfabe say, a little yeah, bit, but yeah. yeah, you have absolutely had wrestlers who have said like, hey, I heard what you said yes, on said podcast on whatever. So like, I thought this could have been one of those things too, but. Right, right. And so then afterwards, you know, I go up to Christopher Daniels and we're talking and then he, he looks at Hobbs and he's like, hey, like he points to like, he points to Hobbs like, oh, Denise is here. And I'm like, oh yeah. So he's walking to me and I was like, let's settle this beef. What happened? What did I do? What did I say? Right. So then he goes, nah, I'm just messing with you. And I was like, are you sure? He's like, yeah. He's like, no, he's all, I'm just messing with you. We had a great chat and we were talking about, you know, whatever afterwards. And I was thinking the whole entire time, like, oh my God, thank God. Cause I seriously thought I had beef with powerhouse Hobbs. Like that's the last person I want to have beef with, Absolutely. but um, no, actually he was great. And you know, it, everything worked out and we're friends now or yeah. we're friends. <laughs> oh, so by the way, the, the chat is remarking on the fact that, uh, you and I are swapped that yes. Denise didn't want to sit on this side of the couch. And no. so, but the graphics are already pre-made. They're stuck this way. So, okay. Also the way our laptops and the setups is like, I have to sit on this side and will has to sit on this side. And we realized it ahead of time before the show, but we we're like, fuck it. We got to do what we got to do. Yeah, also, whatever. shout you know out I'm to the after the week t-shirt that will got. 
Thank you, Will. Thank you, Will. All right. Man, let's get into the show. Do we have anything else you want to talk about in terms of what we did yesterday? Um, I got to uh, get a picture with Mark Briscoe. That was really nice. I was so happy to see him out there. Um, You know who? Everybody was there. Orange Cassidy, Britt Baker, Thunder Rosa, um, uh, Big Show. Uh, Literally, everybody. Everybody Sorry. Paul White. Excuse me. Everybody was there. Honestly, uh, I tweeted about this, but. JD I beat Drake. your ass. I beat your ass in bowling. Okay. She did. She did. She she got for whatever reason. I was off to a great start and then just like fell off. Uh, <laughs> same with Reg. Reg was like killing it, and then the more drinks Reg got in him, the worse he got. Yeah. Uh, but you, on the other hand, got better as time went on, and all of a sudden you came in second. Phil. Phil fucking slaughtered us. <laughs> Phil was killing. He us. wiped the floor with. He us. was. But speaking of people slaughtering everybody, JD Drake. I have to say, I don't know why I was surprised that that guy is like an expert bowler, but he took this event very seriously. JD Drake shows up with multiple bowling balls uh, and he, you know, he's got multiple shirts. He is like ready. This is like his life. That man nearly bowled a perfect game. I posted a screenshot of it, but literally had eight strikes in a row. Wow. Hey, but Phil had like four. Phil, three. He had three. No, um, he said there was one that he had another one. So, okay, fine. Three in a row, though. Three, That's he not had bad. three in a row, yeah. So he had four overall, but he had three in a row. Um, but either way, uh, JD Drake, expert bowler. Who the hell would have guessed? I thought it was really cool. Uh, and yeah, it was just a fun event. If you are ever in the area of these pay-per-view events and you see that they're doing this kind of bowling event, it's for charity. It's a good cause. You get to meet the wrestlers. It's, it's a great time. I always recommend this kind of stuff. All right. Well, it is revolution today. And so in a couple of hours, we'll be heading over there and it'll be a long day because we got a long show. Um, then also the press scrums. That's going to be really fun. But today we are here for our normal after the week show. So you guys know the drill. We pick our three best and our one worst of the week. Obviously nothing revolution related will be on this show because revolution hasn't happened yet just in case you guys watch this tomorrow <laughs> and are like why didn't they mention anything about revolution haven't seen it yet yeah haven't seen it yet. all three things could be from revolution but we ain't seen it yet so <laughs> <laughs> all right so let's get into it guys and don't forget Send us your Super Chats. We're yes. still here live. I know it's a little bit different of a setup, but you can still send us your Super Chats. We're still going to pull up Super Chats, yeah. yes. So YouTube.com slash Denise Salcedo and we'll read them on the show. All right. So let's get to it then, Will. Your third best of the week. All right. My third best of the week. My number three actually comes from Ring of Honor. Woo! Uh, because I have to give this show some credit. I think that as a first episode, as a first effort, uh, I was really interested in what it would be like, what they were going to do, and what kind of show it was going to be. Because, you know, when the spoilers come out, it's literally just a list of matches. Like, you don't know really what to make of that. But when you have uh, a series of matches like that, it, it, it could be good. And it was a lot of them, too. And I had a couple of worries. I thought, one, is this just going to be wall-to-wall matches? Not that that is a thing I'm fairly against, but I know that that's hard to sink your teeth into. And the other thing I was worried about was being at the Universal Studios um, that environment can be hit or miss. So I was worried about the liveliness of the crowd. And then on top of that, uh, I just, I, I wasn't sure what Ring of Honor could pull off uh, to differentiate itself from AEW, knowing that it's a lot of the same guys. Could it presentationally feel different? And it did. I thought that environmentally, it looked a lot like 2014 to 2015-ish NXT, or I guess like 2016, like the, the Sami Zayn era uh, NXT. It really reminded me of NXT on the WWE Network in terms of the atmosphere, in terms of the liveliness of the crowd. Um, but really the thing I'm giving it to on that show was the main event. Uh, there were a few good matches. I want to give an honorable mention, by the way, to Kanosuke Takeshita versus Josh Woods. Excellent match, brilliant finish. I think that those, I, I could watch those two go at it for ages. Um, but the main event specifically is something that I really wanted to highlight. A.R. Fox versus Claudio Castagnoli. Um, I don't know why I hesitated on that because I'm like, am I saying the right name? Because I might be saying Cesaro. <laughs> my brain's like, no, you're not Internally, saying Internally, <laughs> it hasn't processed yet. Yeah. Anyway, Claudio Castagnoli versus A.R. Fox I thought was an excellent main event. Um, the crowd there at Universal Studios was very into A.R. Fox. And I think that that helped Claudio really step into more of a heel dimension in this role. Uh, 
I've always said that Claudio works best when it comes to being in the ring with smaller guys. And it's not to say that AR Fox is that much smaller, but AR Fox is definitely more agile. And that's the kind of person that you want to see somebody like Claudio just throwing around, tossing around the ring. Um, when he hit the swing on him, it just looks devastating compared to really anybody else. And uh, I thought that they, are you kidding me? Continue <laughs> the show. Are, Continue it, the are show. we really getting a knock at the door? Is it, is that, that looks, that looks like Righteous Reg at the door, by the way. So uh, go figure. It is. It is Righteous Reg at the door as we're live on <laughs> on After the Week. So uh, thank you, Reg. <laughs> All right. Still going. Either way, Reg is here, folks. Righteous Reg, media man has run in. So I like the match a lot. Uh, I think that AR Fox is just a really solid opponent for somebody like Claudio. I think that uh, the way he was able to allow Claudio to show those feats of strength and uh, really dominate, I think made Claudio look like a more effective heel and it made AR Fox look like a valiant challenger. Um, the finisher wasn't as clean as I would have liked it to be. I feel like the uppercut was, it didn't, he didn't get all of it. Uh, but otherwise I thought all of it just hit the match itself. And then on top of that, uh, after the match was over, Eddie Kingston comes out. Eddie Kingston had quit AEW on Wednesday. Everybody's like, what is that about? And we learned what it was about. Eddie Kingston uh, is made his way to Ring of Honor. He's declared that uh, he is in Ring of Honor, and he made a promise to Moxley in AEW that he would keep his hands off of Claudio as long as they were in AEW. But this ain't AEW no more, folks. And we now have our match set up for possibly Supercard of Honor. This is an exciting one. I've wanted to see Eddie Kingston and Claudio go at it for a while. They had a story going back to Chikara. This was just exciting stuff. This was a great start to the show, and I thought the main event was a good way to put the new Ring of Honor on the map. Right, and I think like I only got to see little portions of the Ring of Honor show, but um, I do have to agree with you in terms of the presentation. It looks phenomenal. It looks mm -hmm. great. And um, in regards to Eddie Kingston, one of the things that I feel personally is I actually think he's better suited right now on the Ring of Honor roster because I kind of feel like, you know, on AEW, he kind of fouled down a couple slots where he was spotlighted a little bit stronger on the show then. And he hasn't necessarily been spotlighted like that anymore recently. Like, within the last like maybe a couple months, maybe even almost a year or so. And so for him to kind of go in there and be one of the like the, you know, one of the main programs, you know, in the main program here for Ring of Honor, I feel like if anything, that just makes things, uh, I don't know, a lot better for him, honestly. And I love that confrontation. I got to see it and I thought it looked really great for the most part. Um, so I don't blame you. I'm putting this one here on your, uh, you know, number three. So yes, now it's time. But we got well, a couple of super chats, actually, if you want to pull them up. A couple of super chats. We got this one from Isaiah's World. It says, no disrespect respect to Denise, but when is Grapsity? You're on uh, the wrong channel. <laughs> yes, wrong channel, but I'll say this. Reg is here. It's something we're going to... Reg, I feel like you need to pop in and say hi now. <laughs> Reg is like, no, I don't get paid on this channel. Bye. No, you got to pay for Righteous Reg. Yeah. Uh, He's and, exclusive. And Sheldon Jackson says, I like the in-person vibe, but Denise got really tall and Will got a lot shorter, painted his nails, and grew his hair out. Yes, obviously, this is Will Washington I know. right here, as seen uh, on your screen down below. And, uh, <laughs> I am Denise Salcedo, I guess. You look great. You grew. You look phenomenal. I know. Here's the funny thing about doing things in-person with Denise Salcedo. You want to talk about, like... You know, Why do when I feel you... like I'm going to get buried right now? This feels like a setup. Yeah, you probably are. So uh, <laughs> when you go to, like, wrestling shows, sometimes you'll find that, like, your larger-than-life personalities tend to be... Um, okay, this lot... feels like a burial. Oh, yeah, sure. Uh, so are, are a lot smaller in person. But the funny thing about Denise is that uh, I, it's almost a different rapport because obviously I, I have, I've hosted with Denise for months at a time now. But Denise on screen is this like larger than life personality, I feel. I feel like she dominates the screen. I feel like Denise, this is a good thing. I do think that you very much dominate the screen when you are on screen and on camera. But in person, Denise is like, pocket sized right so like when you <laughs> all right this is a burial i'm just gonna sit here and get roasted <laughs> so, the roast of denise it's a very different dynamic when you're 
talking to Denise on screen versus talking to Denise in person because you almost have like it's like you're being talked up to versus <laughs> being talked to directly and it's very funny okay well thanks for the thanks for the roast will thank you think you think it's fun talking with you in person i gotta be like oh, looking up and stuff all right well it's my turn for my number three and i'm gonna take things to a show that we haven't taken things to in a while on here and that is nxt and i actually thought that this past tuesday episode of nxt was like not bad at all i thought it was very entertaining uh there was a lot of stuff that i enjoyed they're getting so much of their talent uh you know starting to look really good so that opening match which was an uh, open challenge match for the NXT North American Championship with Wesley and Nathan Frazier. That is the one that I'm giving my uh, best, my number three spot to. And the reason for this is that, you know, I had a lot of criticisms about Wesley's uh, NXT North American Championship reign. And I've said this in the past on my show. And truth be told, ever since that match with Dijak at Vengeance Day, I feel like they've really started to switch things around. And so they're finally highlighting his strengths and terms of you know going out there and having fun matches and really putting that NXT North American Championship back back on the map because for a long time it kind of like fell down Carmella Hayes kind of brought it back a little bit and then afterwards it was just like there really wasn't anything going on after that so um, Wesley here issues this open challenge. Nathan Frazier is the one who answers it. And Nathan Frazier, you know, he was gone for a bit due to injury. He's back now. But Nathan Frazier, from what we've seen of him so far on NXT, hasn't been bad at all. Like, he goes out there and he has this, like, he had a really great series with Axiom. After that, he was part of the uh, Fatal Five Way where the latter match, the one where Wesley actually won the title. And during all of the matches that we've seen of Nathan Frazier thus far on NXT, he's been really freaking, like, spot on. Like he's instantly, instantly becoming like somebody that you want to root for on the NXT brand. So they went back and forth in this hell of a match. It was such a good opener. I thought it was the best match of the night. Both guys came out looking freaking good. Uh, I feel like the NXT North American Championship is starting to mean something again on NXT. So that's very nice. And this is exactly what I want to see from a developmental because, Will, you and I have talked about this before where it's like we get that NXT is supposed to be developmental. So the things aren't going to be too great right but that doesn't mean that things have to be bad either okay <laughs> and so to me this was a very like happy medium of like yeah you're seeing developmental stuff but you're also seeing uh stuff that's not bad you know this was so entertaining and both guys you know um they're they're growing and they had a freaking phenomenal match and this is what i want to see from like the developmental right like this is what i would like to see a little bit more consistently of on the show yeah, um, I mean, I, I'll always agree with that, just on the idea that NXT is, uh, regardless of being developmental, it's on TV. Um, Phil Lindsay just walked in, by the way. So for people asking about Grapsity, you're getting closer. Um, but, uh, I mean, it is something that's on TV. So it should still be entertaining, nonetheless. And I had heard really good things about this opener. Um, I also heard good things about the main event. I heard it was a good episode of NXT altogether. It was, it really was. Honestly, mm -hmm. it was a strong one. Okay. I don't know if that means I'll watch it, but uh, it was just look when it comes to NXT, like there are certain weeks that are like hit, there's there's hits and misses. It depends on the week that you tune in. This was a hit for sure. Yeah. All right. Will, should I cue you up? OK. All right. No, it's no. time for your second best. Second best of the week. Uh, OK, here's the thing. I'm really stuck between between my number one or number two. Just go with your gut, man. Go with my gut. Okay. My number two is going to be a cheat. Sorry. Cheating the show. You can't cheat on this show, I'm Will. Cheating. Rules are rules. You Look, pick one and you stick to it. I know, but what I'm more so picking is a combination of things because it wasn't just one thing he did. But I feel like Cody Rhodes deserves my number two this week because Cody Rhodes did a few things this week and that I thought, because I, I can't talk about Cody Rhodes' this week without specifically talking about um, the match he had with Chad Gable this week, which I thought yes, was excellent, yes. right? And I thought that that's kind of the stuff on Monday Night Raw that I really want to see from Cody Rhodes uh, on a regular basis. Not the Miz, but uh, like Poor if he's Miz. gonna be like Just if he's gonna be having being thrown under the bus. <laughs> look, if Cody's gonna be having like TV matches and stuff, like um, I want to be reminded of who Cody is and what he can do, and like 
the Miz wasn't the guy for that, and that's why it created all that discourse last year. But on the other hand, I think that Chad Gable did provide him with um, a solid showing going into WrestleMania, one of his, uh, I thought, best Raw matches since he's been back. Uh, that said, more than that, I thought the confrontation with Roman Reigns on SmackDown was A+. plus. I thought that this was exactly what it needed to be. There was all this anticipation uh, for when these two were finally going to come face-to-face. Roman's not scheduled to be on a Raw till uh, not this Monday, but the following Monday. And so um, I thought that was going to be the first time they'd confront. And when Cody said, well, then I'm going to SmackDown, I got really excited. And it did everything it needed to do when he showed up on SmackDown. or So there were a few things in the segment. Roman, first off, uh, as... Cody shows up and sending off the bloodline, I thought was a really good touch, a really good way to make this about these two. And then uh, Cody makes his case. He talks about uh, how much he's been doubted, you know, being a member of Legacy, being Stardust. Uh, he mentions All In, but for whatever reason, a bunch of doofuses online thought he meant uh, he was talking about AEW when he mentioned his little indie show. Uh, but he talks about you know everything that he's ever been doubted for, and uh, and making it and proving people wrong. He's proved doubters wrong, and this is just another one of those instances. But then Roman, Roman was excellent here. I thought Roman basically turning it around on him, laying the titles down, uh, and kind of bearing in a good heel way, Cody, and making him and, and the reminder of that he's. He was Somebody, making points. He was making points, and he, you know, he was Dusty's ideal uh, star, and he's the one living up to Dusty's legacy right now. He did a Dusty Rhodes impersonation, and shout out Phil Lindsay, who brought up the old tweet from Cody back in 2018, where he said that he hates Dusty impersonations, <laughs> and that uh, he hates every single Roman's one of them. Roman's impersonation wasn't bad. It was kind of funny. Yeah, it was it. pretty good. Um, but And shout out Cole also, too, because Cole had tweeted the... Um, Roman doing the impersonation of Paul Bearer as well. And uh, apparently that's the thing that Roman just kind of has buried deep inside of him of being able to do impersonations of strong wrestling personalities. But either way, I just thought this was a really good segment and a really good way to make it feel like this is the feud. I know there's been questions for weeks about how can Cody and Roman Reigns feel as big and as strong as, say, Roman and Sami Zayn has. And I think... By the end of this uh, hot take, I guess, I felt better about this as seeing two stars going at it at WrestleMania for the World Heavyweight Universal Championship right. um, than I felt about Sami Zayn getting his revenge. So we got two super chats and then I'll get into my uh, second one. There's one right above that one. Uh, friendly reminder, guys, if you do want to get your question, comment or statement read, uh, feel free to send in some super chats. Uh, there's one earlier, Will, that's like right above yeah. that. But you can oh. pull up this one first. Yeah, I'll pull up this one. Uh, Jake Salazar says, how much I got to pay for you to do Bray's Muscle Man dance, Will? Uh, $10 million. <laughs> oh, um, come on. Uh, come on. $4.99 isn't enough for you? No, not enough. Um <laughs> But don't worry, I'll be talking about the Muscle Man dance here shortly. Uh, and Lee J. Robinson says, for NXT, I think Tiffany Stratton should have a click already with Ariana Grace and three other people. Tiffany deserves a faction. I wouldn't mind her being the leader of a faction. I know that was something that a lot of people asked about whether or not you would see her replace Mandy, and it didn't end up happening. Um, and I, I think because she has, like, her personality and her character definitely suits a faction. But I actually do – it's not something that I'm yearning for. I think she's pretty well off doing what she's doing right now, where she doesn't necessarily need a faction. Would it be nice? Yeah, it would, but I don't think she necessarily needs it. Um, all right, so uh, we got another super chat, Will, if you want to pull that one up. Yeah, so yeah. Will's in charge of the super chats today, guys, because yeah. his computer is just easier. <laughs> uh, yeah, and uh, Rio versus Emi Sakura on Rampage was great. It yes, was. That was really good. I feel like good. that has to be an honorable mention because Emi, the way that she was just like so aggressive and the size difference between them was so phenomenal to see. I love that. Um, okay. Uh, let's get into my number two. So my number two, I'm sticking with you on this one, Will. I'm going with Cody and Roman Reigns and their confrontation. Uh, 
I thought it was phenomenal. I really did. And the reason why I in particularly liked it was because, we well, see, here's the thing. We already knew that Cody Rhodes' Roman Reigns was going to be a big deal. I don't feel that that was necessarily the thing that people were questioning was whether or not it was going to be a big deal. It was still going to feel like it. I know that the whole situation with Sami Zayn got people, you know, wondering what the hell is supposed to go on here, here and there, and how Sami Zayn going to fit into this picture. But I didn't feel like that was going to take away necessarily just from Cody Roman. But even so, we've only had the interactions between Cody and... Um, Paul Heyman. Paul Heyman. Yeah. We haven't had these interactions with him and Roman Reigns. So to finally get this like confrontation and get them face to face, to me, it felt like like a big time. It felt like a big deal. Like, holy shit, like here we go. Like these are our main event guys, right? For one of the biggest WrestleManias. And so on top of that, what I liked primarily, and I know you kind of shouted out Cody a lot in this, but I actually thought Roman Reigns was my favorite in this promo, like in this face to face. I gave my points to Roman because when he went out there and he started telling Cody, like, hey, you know, have you ever held one of these? And he lays it out in front of <laughs> yes. us. And then he says, have you ever been, you know, uh, have you ever been a champion? Have, have you ever main evented WrestleMania? WrestleMania? No. And so he made some really great points there to kind of, you know, rub it in the face of Cody Rhodes. And then on top of that, he then, you know, brings up his father. And I know there was a lot of criticisms from some people in the chat on my show where they were saying that they kind of felt like Roman Reigns was rinse and repeating a lot of what Paul Heyman had initially said to Cody Rhodes. But I saw it differently because it's Roman Reigns okay so coming from Roman Reigns is going to feel like an entirely different thing and this is part of you know the story so for me I, even though he might have touched on some of the same things that Paul Heyman was saying it still hit a lot differently when he told uh, Cody Rhodes like hey you want to know what your father said about you to me and he said oh well he said nothing I mean come on that was a little <laughs> bit of a slap in the face <laughs> and really then good. him saying like I know your father's gone and I respect him and this and that so you know if there's anything he didn't teach you I will will as a man is there anything more insulting than that no no, no I, I yeah I thought Roman was excellent here and I think this was one of the best uses of uh invoking Dusty's name that I've seen so far that's another yes. point I wanted to bring up because yeah it, it, we have gotten a little tired or at least I have of consistently bringing up Dusty I feel like uh after this feud I definitely think Cody's got to go in a completely different direction, uh, especially as somebody who at one point in AEW called it low-hanging fruit. But uh, it makes sense to the story. It feels it, it does. It makes yes. it, it makes sense to the story. But I am there's a little piece of me that feels like God. He's been brought up every single week since Cody came back. Uh, That's just our light. Okay, good. <laughs> <laughs> it died. Our light died. <laughs> Uh, but pretty much since Cody came <laughs> back after WrestleMania, you know, Dusty's name has been brought up. And I don't want this to be who Cody is forever. So right. there is a piece of me just hoping that, okay, we, we got to move forward. And I want this to be the last time, but I liked it. I like this. I think this was the best use of it so far. And uh, this really made the case, I think, for Cody to become WWE undisputed universal champion i think i got the name of the title right undisputed universal undisputed universe i always forget if it's undisputed, yeah. undisputed first or universal undisputed, WWE undisputed universal yeah champion. god it's yeah. so long so all long. right <laughs> okay so anything else that we want to add about this no it was great it was good stuff all around all right yeah, we um, well we got a couple chats. super chats yeah ricardo says can't wait for cody to finish his story um i agree i think that uh, he is in a really good place right now, and I'm excited for it. Sheldon Jackson says, I like the way Roman laid the titles down, uh, the WWE Championship facing Cody and the Universal Championship yeah, on top of the WWE title. Yeah, such a jerk move. Yes. I don't know if the, the, the positioning of the titles, I've seen people pointing that out on social media. I don't know if that was intentional, if that was just like, hey, a cool coincidental thing. Uh, Why? How did, what do you mean? Well, because people have been noticing that the WWE title was facing Cody, the Universal title facing Roman, and uh, oh, could this mean that the titles like mean? No, yeah, I, I, think I that feel like that's a little bit reading too much into it. Yeah, yeah. I, I thought so too. But I, pre I mean, that's little imagery that I can appreciate. But I don't. If think they did do that matter. on purpose, then you know what? That's awesome. But I don't know. It just feels like something that's just 
one of them, it's a 50-50 shot. One of them was going to be positioned there. Right. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Steve says, uh, when Roman walked away from the ring after his promo, his facial expressions were great, realizing he may have messed up. Such a great story. Uh, love you guys. Thank yeah. you. The facial expressions were definitely something that was also on point. Like, even the way that Cody Rhodes just got, like, he always is really good at getting fired up. So it's like, really, that's, you know, you can expect that for sure. But here we go. Let's press on. Oh, is it time for our worst? It's time for worst, baby. I feel like you and I actually have a different (laughs) worst here. Whereas, like, you thought, I think I know now what your worst is going to be because you kind of gave it away. Uh So what's your worst, Will? All right, guys. I know. That hater. I know that Bray burial is a thing that uh, you're known I do, for. I, I do a lot on this show. <laughs> it's gonna be on your like obituary, Wikipedia, <laughs> known barrier, oh, yeah, Bray no, Wyatt. Honestly, I think if there ever is a Wikipedia entry for me, there will be one section that just says Bray Wyatt feelings, and then it'll just have an entire explanation of yeah. why I dislike Bray. But in this case, the dislike for Bray has little to do with Bray himself this time. And the reason I say that is because Bray himself has nothing to do with any of this. Bray, is, is there a story I missed? Is he not around right now? Because he wasn't on SmackDown last week. But he had a Firefly Funhouse. He did. You're right. He did yeah. have the Firefly Funhouse. Well, but can on, you keep a secret, Will? Right. Uh, apparently not. On Raw this week, um, he, of course, appears and they play the, the Muscle Man dance segment. This was all really bad. But it was particularly bad because this wasn't new. This was the Muscle Man dance thing from 2019. Uh, they just replayed this bit. And so you have uh, Bobby Lashley making his way up the ramp. And as Bobby is, uh, after having defeated um, Elias... And as Bobby's making his way up, they start playing the Muscle Man dance video. And then it's like just old spliced clips of Bray. And then on SmackDown this week, it's not much better. Because Uncle Howdy comes out. I think that was Uncle Howdy. Yeah. Um, Or it could have just been anybody. You could have just hired a jobber for the week and put him in this match. That's true, too. Because at this point, what the hell do you need Bray Wyatt for? Bray Wyatt had nothing to do with any of this. Literally, they used old footage. And then on SmackDown this week, you used Uncle Howdy. Maybe it was. I don't actually know. I saw people trying to, like, disseminate. They're like, oh, did you hear his scream? That could have been The Bo scream? Yeah. Really? And I thought, I... I don't know. I, I think because this time we just saw more of his body. How do mm-hmm. I explain this? Usually everything's, like, so darkened. You can barely tell and you can barely see the mask. Right. We never actually... We haven't actually seen him in the light. Yeah. But this was all just a quick, like, Bobby starts to lay him to waste and then lights go out um with the silly sound effect and we're just done here are we really gonna go through five more weeks of this is this what life is about to be because if so this is what brock lesnar escaped i know brock lesnar honestly should get my best of the week for well uh, wait i think i should cue in my worst of the week because (laughs) our ties in i know what yours is yeah yeah, it ties into the conversation so my worst of the week was the uh, and i agree with you on the the bray wyatt uh you know bobby lashley stuff was terrible but i'm gonna give my worst of the week to mvp's uh vip lounge with brock lesnar because it just like man i and I, I blame bray wyatt for all of this i really do i blame bray here because <laughs> brock had an option it was bray wyatt or amaz or like brock lesnar says omos and so the fact that like wait so i missed this does brock yes, not even say his brock name right? doesn't even know his name okay <laughs> like if that should tell you something brock doesn't even know his name he was like it's gonna be me and omos <laughs> and i'm like okay so nobody like cared to tell brock hey dude like and that's we don't pronounce the o or whatever it's pronounced like an a whatever the point that i'm giving i i just thought that this was bad because the whole situation is just really crummy uh i hate that Brock Lesnar uh, couldn't get a better opponent. I hate that, you know, their op- the original idea was supposed to be him and Bray Wyatt. And I'm thinking to myself, like, why? That is, like, not... Why? You know, I don't even have answers for you. And then on top of that, so the segment itself just went too long. You knew what we were going to end up with. Just give us a damn answer. They eventually did. Uh, this was just not... This was just too much. And I blame Bray Wyatt for all of this. Sorry, Bray. 
I mean, once the story came out, uh, and shout out Sean and uh, Fightful Select for having broken that piece of it, but the story came out this week that Bray was pitched to Brock as his WrestleMania opponent, and as late as Elimination Chamber, that was apparently um, at least a thought. Yeah, that was like a. That's why they had to change the ending to Elimination Chamber. Oh, that shit sucks though. That may <laughs> like I want to retroactively two weeks ago change my worst because at this point, then that makes the ending to Brock versus Bobby the actual worst for that week. Because yeah, because it was a crappy ass ending. And and it felt crappy then too, regardless but, of the out. Like regardless of what they were going to do afterwards, it was a shitty ending. Well, so my issue in particular has to do with the fact that you mean to tell me that Bobby Lashley. So Brock Lesnar, we'll start with Brock first. Brock was pitched on this match uh to face Bray Wyatt at WrestleMania. And so they added the stipulation that the winner of that match would face Bray at WrestleMania. Brock decides that he does not want to face Bray at WrestleMania. And so you mean to tell me that rather than the idea being, well, then let's have Bobby just win the match, because obviously that tells me Brock was supposed to win the match. Mm -hmm. The only out they could think of to give Bobby the victory was that Bobby get kicked in the balls. And still get F5 through a table and, and walk away. So you still couldn't give Bobby Lashley the actual win to move on to Bray Wyatt, even though you set up that stipulation yourselves. They went with the DQ finish. Like, I, at that point, I, I realized how bad that, like, all actually was. Yeah. All of this is a mess. I'm glad And multiple worst... people are getting screwed by this, by the way. Mm-hmm. Bobby Lashley, you don't think he wanted a better program? Something that didn't feel like the way that, that, that they're having to recycle the muscle man dance? You think he wanted to have to replay that again? <laughs> like, things that, for the most part, have been going pretty well for Bobby Lashley. So for him oh, to yeah. have to circle back to this, that's one thing. You got Brock Lesnar stuck with Omos now. Or <laughs> the, I'm, yeah. I'm calling him Omos on purpose, by the way. Um, and so then on top of that, you have Gunther, who is, you know, he, we all wanted to see Gunther and Brock Lesnar, and thankfully he's going to get you know a good opponent, which is looking like it's going to be Drew McIntyre. They're going to do the Fatal Five Way on SmackDown. Um, but even so, like you can kind of say he was kind of not as screwed, not screwed the same way that Bobby Lashley and Brock were. But there could have been a great chance that he could have had a WrestleMania match with Brock Lesnar had they wanted to. And I really hate to bring bring this up on this podcast right now, but will. Um, this was when this whole thing happened, you can't help but to be like, you know, you, you can't see, but you can't help but to see Vince McMahon's touch in this. Like there's, <sighs> to me, it's so hard to say that he's not somehow involved in this. Like I have joined that conspiracy group. All right. <laughs> Regardless, I'm not going to necessarily jump on that conspiracy. And, and the reason why I am, I'm okay. on it. And I, I, I know people will probably pull up quotes from me last week saying, well, weren't you last week saying that it felt like Vince could be back? Look, the reason I'm not willing to jump on the idea of Vince being back is because at the end of the day, I'm not willing to play this game of every bad idea is Vince and every good idea is Triple H. Like no, at the end but of certain the day- ideas scream someone's name, though. I know, Keep but- in mind that we hadn't even seen Omaz really at all with Triple H's new regime. I agree with that, but there is a point that where I'm like, look, at the end of the day, I have to take it all as WWE creative. Like, I can't simply... Vince never got that benefit of the doubt, right? There was never like a, well, if this good idea exists, then this is... Uh, then it can't be Vince. And if this mm-hmm. bad idea exists, it's Vince. It was like, it's either Vince or it's not, right? Yeah. And like, even, and I'm not doing this as an AEW-WWE thing, but just even when you look at Tony, it's either like Tony gets the credit for a good idea or it's a bad idea and it's also Tony. And I feel like, I don't we know wanna... Triple H's bad ideas. We've seen him bringing out Bronson Reed and aligning him with The Miz and then realizing <laughs> that was ass and then switching gears. The Austin Theory cash-in. Okay, that was, you know, Triple H's idea. We know what Triple H's, you know, bad ideas were. We've seen them. I, but I, I, this one did seemed different. This know, one I just, screamed I just don't wanna... Vincent Kennedy. <laughs> I just don't want to play that game. I don't want to be like, well, well this idea game, is Will. Vince. I'm the game. This idea is Hunter because it's good. Like, no. I th- 
No, I'm not saying that for every idea, but for mm-hmm. this particular idea, yes, this screams Vince McMahon. Because, like, what if we find out that, like, Vince was secretly pinning all of this uh, bloodline stuff this entire time? Well, then time. he just really showed his true colors, <laughs> you know, on this particular one. Because I, I will say that... Uh, that angle, Sami Zayn, all of that, that started under Vince. Like, that wasn't something that began under Hunter. So, I don't know. Yeah, So, either way, that. that's yeah. why I'm just like, look, at the end of the day, it's it's the creative WWE's putting out. And at the end of the day, they're still going to get the blame. And a uh, couple of super chats here really quick. Uh, I want to say Ryan Lambert mentions, uh, give Cody the gold Snoop Dogg championship. I actually do think that belt looks really good and should be, uh, if they do decide to just go with one championship belt, that looks to me like a solid just world title. Um, I don't know where that belt's going to end up, but I know it is something they're building for uh, the WrestleMania spot. We have a couple more trying to scroll down, but my scroll... Oh, I can just use two fingers to scroll. Come on, Will. All right. This is why you were hired to do yes. the super chat. Uh, Jake Salazar says, and Bray has the audacity to be proud and think he does good work. Denise, you should have told him to get his CDL when you were at the Royal Rumble. Oh, no. Look, here's the thing. I don't want... Here's the thing, though. Here's the thing. Look, if you're... Let me ask you an honest question, and I'm asking this to the chat, too. CDL is so good. Will, come back to life. Okay, but here's my honest question to you. And be real with this. If you had an idea, if you had the mind of Bray Wyatt, and you did, for example, the pitch black thing, the pitch black match, and we know that wasn't necessarily, you know, the fans didn't really love it. I'm not sure there's a group of them that did, but whatever. The point that I'm trying to get at here is if you had a shit idea and it was crap and everything you do is not necessarily too great, are you going to go out at a press conference and you're going to say, yeah, huh, that sucked, guys? No, you're not going to do that. You're not going to go out there and say that it sucked. Would you? I don't. I don't necessarily. No, I mean, of course I don't not. Know. I, I think in general, um, I, I always feel like it's it's a bad idea to ask people about like creative in the moment, uh, and so no, I don't agree with that. I will say shout out to uh, the CDLs out there because it is a great career, and honestly. What's Bray, a CDL? A commercial driver's license. So oh. like, he's saying Dre, Bray should go be a truck driver. And you know what? Honestly. Thanks. Uh, Thanks for informing me on the joke here. I appreciate it, Will. Yeah. Uh, so honestly, good for Bray. He should. Look, but here's the thing, though. I also get his perspective, okay? Because what he said in that press conference was, I'm willing to take risk. I'm willing to do things that other people have not. I'm willing to think outside the box. And I applaud that. I really do applaud that because I feel like thinking outside the box is what's going to get you to be different. It's going to get you to do this and that. But my big issue with what Bray Wyatt has been doing is that it feels, everything feels very last minute versus thought out. If you're going to be doing all of these things that we're supposed to be deciphering and decoding, all of those types of things are planned out well in advance and that way we can make connections and we can be like oh this is why this happened and it led to this versus it all feels last minute so in turn everything that he does turns out to be inconclusive yeah you know and that's the issue and also well part of the issue right and I just feel like maybe sometimes I don't know these ideas need to be fine-tuned or just maybe reeled back in a little bit but I do appreciate Bray going out there and trying different things okay I'm not gonna murder the guy because you know he tried something different right at the end of the day it's you know no, you're gonna I- want you're gonna want some new stuff try to freshen things up okay but with that being said Look, that's the most that I can defend Bray in this situation after everything, okay? Orlando uh, Orega says, I don't want to be you guys if Brock Omos and Bray Bobby will be good matches. I don't believe it will be, LOL. Um, look, uh, hold on. I'm going to leave this up on the screen because I want to say this, Orlando. I want wrestling to be good. If I am pleasantly surprised and Brock versus Omos, look, I don't think that match is going to surpass five minutes. I think that this ended up... This is going to be the easiest payday Brock's ever gotten. And he's gotten some really easy paydays. Um, and then as far as Bray and Bobby is concerned, look, if that match ends up delivering, that's a good thing. I, I would not sit here and like be mad that I got something good out of this. Yeah. I want things to be good. Do you think I want Bray Wyatt to stink every week? No. I like When he came back, I was optimistic. I was like, okay, look, we can take a realistic approach to things. It doesn't have to be stupid. I was optimistic about the pitch black match. <laughs> I really 
was. I was like, okay, well, maybe it's not for me, but hell, maybe it could be someday. Yeah, like, I don't want these things to be bad. I actually no. want them to be good. I want things to deliver. I, speaking yeah. of which, I have to give an honorable mention because I was hoping one of us were going to say it, but neither of us did. What? So my worst was almost very close to being the Casino Tag Battle Royale from oh, Dynamite bro. this week. I was very close to making that my worst because that as a match didn't make one lick of sense. Uh, and, and I mean this for a number of reasons. Cause I know people, including me had had ideas of who we thought was going to be in the match and who we thought were going to win it. Forget all of that. Just as a match, there was very little structure to this match. The, uh, the intervals between who was in the, uh, who was in the battle Royale didn't make one lick of sense. No. No. I also felt like the ending was pretty much a dead giveaway by the time that they added Danhausen mm -hmm. and Orange Cassidy to the match. I pretty much figured it was a dead giveaway. But look, I didn't think that was good, but I wasn't expecting it to be good in the first place, to be quite honest with, with you. I, I felt like it was going to be a, a kind of a throwaway match, and it was to me. Speaking of which, Devil Kazuya says, y'all lucky to see Jeff Jarrett become champion live, baby. Hey, I'm, I'm a freaking Jeff Jarrett fan. I don't know how you're going to react, Will. I'm a Jeff Jarrett fan. I'm worried. Look, I'm front row for Revolution, so you'll probably see a lot of my expressions throughout the show. Um, I, if Jeff Jarrett became champion, I won't. I wouldn't be mad, but if they did like those, like WrestleMania 30 type, like Undertaker streak ended, like facial reactions, I'd You'd probably, probably come out. I'd probably have one of those. Yeah. Yeah. Don't put the belt on Jarrett. Look, I have different opinions from you than here. Uh, there are certain things that I would much rather see than other things. Uh, this is kind of a situation of a would you rather. We're, we, we're Brock Lesnar here. Would you rather face Bray Wyatt or Amaz? That's how I kind of feel about this uh, matchup itself. Uh, Jake Salazar also says, uh, Denise, he should be doing Spooky on Disney or Nick. Will, I have a CDL. I'll train Bray if he needs it. Give him my card. Oh, man. See, look, you have it in. Hey, they could do like a WWE Nickelodeon special, kind of like what they did with the NFL. Uh, and have Bray Wyatt all over that. Ricardo says, please say hi to Reg and Phil for me, Will. Hi. hi. Oh, wait, just you. Never mind. Go, Will. Say hi. <laughs> hi. Reg says, what's up? <laughs> Phil is scrolling Twitter. Uh, so. No, he's on YouTube. Oh, yeah, he's on YouTube now. All right, we're just exposing Phil right now. Like, he's, you know, he should be like, pri he should have privacy while on his laptop. <laughs> uh, so, either way, you ready for number one? Yeah, here we go. Smash hit. Do we have the same number one? Off the charts. If it's the face of the Revolution ladder match. Oh, no, no, mine was going to be. The face of the Revolution ladder match, too, actually. Yeah. Oh, yeah. shit. Okay. It's number one, man. Number How can one. it not be? It was okay. phenomenal. This was really good. So. so where do you want to start off with this? Uh, let's start off with Commander. Let's talk about okay. Commander because he was really the highlight of he was. the match. He, he was somebody that later on it came out that a Tony had wanted to get Hijo del Vikingo in it, but, you know, wasn't able to happen. So then Commander was the one who ended up being put in this match. And let me tell you, a lot of people in wrestling, when I interview them and talk about things and moments and big breaks and this and that, they talk about uh, being at the right place at the right time. And this was for Commander, being in the right place at the right time. He was, you know, option B or whatever. He wasn't the first option. He went out there and he freaking stood out and like you said he was the highlight and i agree i thought he was a very very strong uh his, his everything that he did was like all over like jiffed out on like freaking twitter tiktok all of the social media platforms you were just seeing him you know fly across the air and whatnot and am Commander, i just now learning that you're a soft g person on uh, oh GIF? i say I, I switch it up since, since i say gif sometimes i say jiff okay good but I gift made, out just sounded better i don't think that's a word by the way i made it a word gift yeah. out yeah. As in, like, we're seeing the GIF everywhere? Yeah, because I, 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 I know, like, Phil is a soft G person. Reg, you're hard G or soft G? GIF. GIF, okay. And you switch it out. I switch it out. Okay. I'm, I'm hard G. I know Sean's also a soft G person on it. It drives me insane whenever I hear it. I don't care what the original creator of it says it should so be. So what, what does the original creator say it should he be? He says it should be a, a soft G. But to me, I'm... GIF. Yeah, but to me, I'm like, whenever so wait, it's supposed to be Jif. No, he says it's supposed to be Jif 
because GIF. that he created it. He says it's GIF. But I look at it this way: like I don't, I've never bought a GIF for somebody. Um, I have, I buy gifts, right? And so, like, I, I don't. It just, I personally, let me see, GIF, GIF. To me, that makes no difference, honestly, Will. I think you're harping on this too much. <laughs> who cares? Like, who cares? Honestly. <laughs> Hey, Twitter cares. Like, honestly, the, when Sean... Oh, Twitter cares about everything. Sean, I know. Okay? Sean had tweeted uh, the other day, and he it had a clip of him saying GIF in it. And literally, it didn't even matter what he was talking about at that point. Everybody was giving him shit for saying because soft G. that's what Twitter is, okay? <laughs> All right? If you, like, shaved off one eyebrow, there would be a whole argument on Twitter as to why you shaved off your one eyebrow. Don't shave one eyebrow. <laughs> you see what I mean? <laughs> but you get what I mean. There are some yes, things yes. that just like whatever, okay? Yeah. See, I don't even remember what the hell we were talking about. Okay, Commander, man. Commander. Commander. Yes, and this GIF GIF moment. <laughs> All right? Look, the dude freaking came out. He showed out. And this was an opportunity that, again, he probably wasn't, you know, specifically going to get at that time and he made it work man what can i say i'm so happy to see all of these different luchadors get some love and this was definitely one of them yeah uh i thought that the spot of him running across the top rope um i thought was was brilliantly filmed um i yes. think that uh i i don't know what it was like in the arena but i will say that just the way we got to see it uh, I thought looked really good. I thought even the guys outside did a really good job continuing to brawl with each other. Dude, um, I was so in awe of that. Like when I was seeing him like soar across the sky, I couldn't even look at the other guys. I was just like, oh. Yeah, no, I thought that was great stuff. I also, uh, he, he was brilliant in the match. I thought that uh, for somebody that I wasn't as familiar with, but I was seeing everybody talk him up. Um, I was seeing Reg especially. Uh, on Twitter being like, look, Commander's here. And then uh, shout out to um, both uh, Rated R and, uh, and True God, who got to do his theme music. I thought that was really cool as well. We didn't get to hear it on TV, but when they dropped it on social, I thought it was really cool that his, they got to do his theme song. Either way, the I thought for making a first impression mm -hmm. on fans, this was the best way to do yes. it, to really just put somebody out there in this type of scenario with guys that they care about and uh, give them the opportunity to show out. And I think he did a really good job with that. Agreed. Also, though, uh, Takeshita. Takeshita. Uh, he has not dropped the ball on anything that he's been a part of. Every no. match that he has been in has been an absolute hit. I think everything has sort of been – I think he always gives you a little bit more than what you expect, too. Um, he's somebody that – Man, I'm so happy to see what he's been doing on AEW. I'm happy to see everything he's uh, gotten to do and how fast things have sort of been happening for him on the show as well. He was somebody that I really believed could have easily won. There was a lot of people in this match that I thought could have easily won the face of the revolution. Mm -hmm. He was definitely one of those guys. And that interaction that he had with Hobbs, oh, my God, I that see was that match. dope. No, honestly, yes. like, this, it, it was a new type of big meaty men type of confrontation like because we see those he's all not, the time that's the thing like uh, Takeshita like he's not like you know that big like, he's not that big but he but here's the thing this is why it worked out even better because even though he's not the same size as Hobbs at no point did I feel like it wasn't believable when they were both colliding into each other yeah. and that is freaking awesome yeah I, I think the two of them together just felt like powerful presences and yes. uh yeah I honestly would have taken uh, to catch the winning it as well. But the crowd was all about Hobbs winning it. This was his mm -hmm. hometown. Yes. Uh, him finally getting to be in front of the Bay and the Bay was there for him. Like, honestly, from the moment the bell rang, it was all about Hobbs. Everybody was cheering Hobbs and, uh, he I was great, man. Like the boom, who who was who was at the top of the ladder again when he just like ran through towards the end and just like ran straight into the ladder and then like threw them off. It was like towards the end, but I forgot who was the top of the ladder at that point. But the point is that like, dude, he seized the freaking moment here. He yeah. really did. He it really was did. good. Yeah. Um, and honestly, but there was other guys who did as well. Uh, so talking about Takeshita, it wasn't just with Hobbs that he had a really good spot, yeah. but uh, um, he hit that blue thunder bomb uh, off the top. Uh, Action Andretti got to have a really good showing. Honestly, I thought that he broke Sammy's neck. Um, oh, uh, there that one, one that one spot where yeah, that that one wasn't didn't look perfect. It but didn't look it perfect, was like, but 
Honestly, it's a ladder match. Like, yeah, it's going to be devastating. It, it, exactly. That's why I didn't feel like taking points off of that or anything like that, you know? Yeah. Um, I mean, there's a big discourse uh, and things that I'm not going to take points off for. Which No. Was, and so, I know uh, because people were bringing it up on the show and there was people complaining about referees holding ladders and stuff like that. I'm going to be completely honest with you. I didn't notice. I was too into the action. It did not affect my viewing experience whatsoever. And I don't really necessarily have, like, an issue with it. I feel like, you know, you got to be safe, man. This shit is dangerous. Not every person can do it. I was talking with the AEW referees yesterday, actually. They were on their own bowling team, by the way. And this did come up. Uh, and one of the things that uh, was said and... I found it really interesting that it was said because ultimately this is how I feel about it. When you think about a ladder match, why do you have referees in a ladder match period? Because at the end of the day, the decision is made by um, the item being pulled from suspension. At that point that can be established by the cameras. So if you were to say that referees are there to enforce rules, what rules are there in ladder matches? There's no um, outs. I mean, you can have no disqualification. So at that point, uh, really, the referee's job is to enforce the structure. Uh, and that's how that was kind of put, was that a referee's job is to enforce the ladders. Because at the end of the day, they have to make sure that there are ladders usable in the stipulation and, of the yeah, match. In the stipulation yes. of the match. So in this case, if there is a ladder that they are seeing is unstable, then it is a referee's job to stabilize it. Of course. Um, and so in that sense, I'm like, okay, whether or not it was caught on camera because people are like, well, production just shouldn't have caught it. No, I feel at that stage, the referees are literally doing their job. We as viewers could absolutely see this is an unstable ladder that he's climbing. Uh, the referees are stabilizing it. Whether or not anybody knocked him off of that at that point, you know, then of course they could back off. But at that stage, their job is to enforce. The, so I honestly, I just, I'm not even going to take that out. I'm not going to abuse that as a point against it. I didn't think it was that bad. I just hate, yeah, exactly. I just hate that they went out there and they did a phenomenal match and that this is the big takeaway from that or mm -hmm. one of the big takeaways from that where this is what people are arguing about. This is what people are choosing to focus on. Instead of what <clears> I saw was there's a lot of guys in here, some of which we've already talked about, that gave me... Um, how do I, I don't want to say a sense of hope because I already knew that, but it just gave you like a better idea, a better indicator of what the future of AEW is going to look like in terms of the roster and who they have in it and just, you know, just cool things that they could eventually continue to do on their, on their show, right? So for me, like, I really enjoyed this match. None of that took away from, from the match itself and I enjoyed seeing what the future of AEW is going to look like with these particular people in it, you know? And the big homie won. Look, yeah. All right. <laughs> Powerhouse Hobbs is the face of the revolution. Uh, I hope he doesn't lose. Like and even uh, afterwards, the post match. Thing yeah, I thought Warlow that was great. And uh, Samoa Joe and uh, Hobbs just there with the big old freaking <laughs> ring, and that was really good too. Wardlow going out there and literally killing everybody, throwing people's bodies like it's nobody's business that was phenomenal too i mean i feel like this was really deserving of number one despite the arguments uh do we have any other additional super chats will um yeah we do actually um back on a certain topic uh ricardo says uh jiff is a brand of peanut butter i think we got a similar one from uh Jake Salazar, who says, it's a GIF, not GIF. This ain't peanut butter. Okay, uh, but there are things that have the multiple same name. Uh, I, but I get what they're saying because ultimately, what does GIF stand for? It is an oh, acronym. I can't even believe we're still on no, this. It is, it, is a, uh, it is an acronym for, I believe it's graphics. Uh, what is the I? Is it interchange um, or interface? I don't know. And format. Right. And then so thinking about that, the word's not graphics, it's <laughs> graphics with a okay, hard then. G. So just say it with the G then. Just tell yeah, everybody you wanted to say it with a G. GIF. <laughs> there. The, the Pro Wrestling Podcast says, I jet what you're saying. <laughs> I jet what you're saying. Uh, Mr. CJ Lilly uh, says, Alexa is also suffering from this. Seems to be completely snubbed by WWE for the second year. And it's not Bray. It's the company. Do you want Bray fired? I don't want anybody fired, honestly. And I, uh, I saw the take of how can people hate Bray 
um, right now when they didn't w- when they wanted him or when they when they were upset that he got fired. Uh, you two gotta years ago. separate two things, not- by the way. You gotta separate the real in life person and the character person. And if you don't understand this, then I don't know what to tell you because yeah. this is like elementary stuff. Like I don't want to see this is any elementary <laughs> explanation type deal. Okay? I don't want to see sorry. If anybody you can't lose their job. The difference. I'm sorry, but the, it, it, that's on you. Yes. Uh, oh, and Pro Wrestling Podcast says we uh, we live, baby, 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 baby. Uh, that's, that's are we it? caught up? All are right, so did we already do everything we normally do on our show? Mm-hmm. We do. Okay. Well, I if, didn't know that was going to be your number one. I was actually very surprised. I what did you think my number one was going to be? I don't know. I thought you said your number one was from Raw, and so I thought. No, I said I have one that's from Raw that is my on my best list, and one oh. from Raw that's on my worst list. Okay. See, I thought you said my one see, is well, from Raw. Well, you don't pay attention. Uh, all right. Yeah. Apparently not. Uh, <laughs> so either way, I was surprised. I didn't know yeah, that was going to be yeah. your number one. All um, right, um, let's see. Well, guys, if you want to send in, I think we just got another super chat in right now, but last call if you guys want to get any thoughts or ask us anything before we uh, head off of the show. But seriously, before we pull up the uh, a couple of the last ones up here, just a heads up, if you are new to the channel, please make sure to subscribe. Uh, I officially surpassed 92,000 subscribers. I'm trying to get to 100K, guys. It is a freaking, like, it's a hustle, man. Please make sure to subscribe. I We are obviously all here for Revolution. And I will be posting all of the scrum footage here up on the channel. So make sure to come back and check that out as well. And then Will and I are here each and every single Sunday at 10 a.m. Pacific Standard Time, 1 p.m. Eastern Time for after the week. So if you guys want to watch the shows later on. Um, all right, Shout out Hustle Man from Martin, by the way. Anyway, uh, let's see. Jake Salazar says, let's hope Jeff Jarrett wins tonight. That's a reference Denise is not going to get at all, by the way. Um, oh, and, okay, thanks. Thanks. <laughs> and uh, we got another one here. This one is from uh, Lagas King. He says, I'll be at Revolution later today, too. Hope you guys have a great time there as well. Uh, I hope to have a great time. I always have a great time at um, at wrestling shows. This is... I don't know. This is what I enjoy doing. This look honestly. I recommend to anybody. I recognize that not everybody has the funds to always make this happen. But I do say at least once in your year, um, try to go to some kind of wrestling gathering. And the reason I say that, as somebody who goes to many of them, I was them gonna per say year, you go everywhere, Will. I know, but th- that's my point. Is that. Uh, it's it's nice to escape the negativity a little bit. And I was just telling Phil and Reg this last night that uh, when you're in these environments where people are just kind of enjoying professional wrestling. There's um, never any like problems or anything like that. Yeah. like No all one of them, ever comes up to you as like, well, I don't like that you pronounce it GIF and not GIF well. <laughs> no one, look, no one, I feel for the most part, acts the way that they act on Twitter in real life. <laughs> yeah, and so it's a nice, because it, it helps the stuff that you see on social media kind of blow away. When you're out in these environments, you're seeing people enjoying things, you're seeing them having a good time, you're hearing them, um, you know, there's been a lot of energy around uh, some of the build for the pay-per-view, for example, right? And, like, I, I feel that, too. I feel... Without question, I think this is one of the lower end builds for an AEW pay-per-view, bar none. But then, like, being around people who are hotly anticipating the show, and I'm like, these people don't care. They're just here to have a good time. They're here to enjoy the show. And it's a nice way to kind of refresh your feeling around professional wrestling. I do it multiple times a year, so that's probably why I remain so positive about professional wrestling. But like once a year, I recommend, if you can find a way to do it, go to a gathering where there are wrestling fans who are passionate about it the way you are, and you'll find that, honestly, the the negativity just blows away. Yeah. I've never had one bad experience in person with anybody, so that's always really nice, you know? Um, Any other super chats, Will, that we got to read? He says, can't wait for Drapsity. Drapsity? (laughs) you should make an alternative shirt or something with a j for those that want to pronounce it that way uh jake (laughs) says nah my worst of the week is dom uh dom goofy ass trying to think he a blood um (laughs) 
You know what? Dominic is going to, it's going to, he's, look, you're either in on the joke now or you're not. And if you're, if you, chances are, if you're still not like feeling Dominic on this like prison Dom role, you're just like not part of the joke. But I get it, guys. I get it. Yeah. Uh, so, folks. That's it. That's it. Uh, don't forget to follow me. I'm William RBR. You can see it right under Denise because we right here. I'm Will. What's up? <laughs> what's uh, up, guys? <laughs> Actually, your, you never that, say that. I was going to say, what's your Will Washington impersonation? I don't have one. You're so like proper. I can't be that proper. That? <laughs> like I'm William Washington. I'm like the best dad in the world. I love my kids. I care about the way that you pronounce GIF and GIF. <laughs> and like everything just means a lot to you, Will. That's... You you really care about things like very, very much so to the point where like Reg is agreeing with me. Like we're very different in the sense that like I'm just like, ah, whatever. Whatever happens, happens. But Will, you'll be like, well, I really been thinking about this a lot. I'm like, what have you been thinking about this? Like the littlest thing you'll think about for like ever. And I'm like, just let it go. Let it be. Uh, no, honestly. And that's probably why we make a good duo because I think that one of us has to think about these things and the yeah, other yeah. has to be the one who's just like, no, we're just, let's just go with yeah, it. We got to roll go. with what we've got. Yeah. All right. So, so is that it? All right. Um, last question actually, Will, because this is, we are going into revolution. Last question, the match you're most looking forward to. What is it? Iron Man match, baby. It's going to be Brian Danielson versus MJF for an hour. And Mine's is the Texas death match then. Yeah. You see, we're different. We are different. <laughs> um, no, but it's going to be a good show. I'm looking forward to a lot of stuff on it. Although, shout out to uh, the trios match because I also think that will be a show stealer. Um, and Zero Prime says, Will, you missed my super chat early. I did. Uh-oh. Um, All right. Well, wanna... while you look back for you, uh, you look back for that one. And um, sorry, if you want to just send us what you said again in the comments, then we'll go ahead and pull it up. Yeah, I may have just gotten into the chat late. Yeah, I don't see it. I don't see it either. Okay, keep scrolling. Sorry, guys, we're just looking yeah. for his last. I want to make but... sure. Yeah, definitely want to make sure we get you. If you All just right. send it again, I'll. I'll well, you it. look for that. Uh, heads up, guys. I do have an interview up with Action Andretti. If you guys haven't checked that out, please make sure to give it some love. It would really mean a lot to me if you guys went in there, checked it out. I talked to Action Andretti about his start, defeating Chris Jericho, all of that good stuff. Go check it out. It's a fun one. Did you find it? Um, nah, yeah, just waiting for him to reset. Damn, it. come on, just, we're, not, no, just, we're not running some mom and pop shop here, Will. <laughs> I <wanna laughs> we're make trying sure to be big time here. Yes. Although they're making fun of Reg uh, on the whole pronouncing gift things. They're like, should it be righteous reg? <laughs> <laughs> Red just mad now. You yeah. guys got beef I now. Like, I just want to make sure that we get zero prime super. Chat. I know, but I, I don't know. Zero really prime bad. is zero prime, man. We owe uh, you. Yeah, we owe you one. Unless you want to write it out in the comments. We're literally just, yeah, we're just waiting. Yeah. Oh, I feel so bad. Okay. Well, you're fired from super chat duty. Never again. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever, this is it's your job. All right, folks. You volunteered to take over the Super Chats today. Yes, I did. Either way, I'm going to start playing some music to play us All out. Right, Ladies guys, and gentlemen, that's it. comments. There's some new ones. It might be from Zero Prime. Yeah, nothing. No? Okay. Nope, that's it. All right, Zero Prime, we're going to give you some extra love, man. I'm so sorry. We, I'm so sorry Will missed your Super Chat earlier. But for those of you guys who tuned in, as always, thank you guys so much. I hope you guys like this uh, uh, in-face, in-person, uh, after the week episode. Please make sure to subscribe to the channel. We'll see you guys next time. Bye, everyone.